Decade Diets Podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that Ditch Decade Diets Academy is officially open for enrollment. This is my signature four-month group coaching program designed to help you improve your relationship with food and end the yo-yo diet binge cycle. Just imagine surrounding yourself with a group of ladies who truly get you. A group of women who will be there to encourage you, support you, and help you feel seen so you never feel alone with your food and body struggles. This program is for you if you're ready to regain control around food and stop your binge eating. You want to be able to go out for dinner with friends and family without anxiety. You want to be able to eat all of your favorite foods without feeling guilty and get your mental real estate back because food is no longer on your mind 24-7. If you're ready to get back to eating like a normal person, this is for you. Ditch Decade Diets Academy officially begins on Monday, March 7th, but the very last day to apply is Tuesday, March 1st. So definitely be sure to apply before then. Be sure to check out the link down below in the show notes so you can read all the details and apply, or you can go to sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash academy. And once you apply, you'll be able to schedule a call with myself and we can chat more about what you're specifically going through, what's keeping you stuck, and just create a step-by-step action plan moving forward. So once again, you can click the link in the show notes or you can go to sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash academy and apply. All right, ladies, it's time to dismantle the fear and take action so you can change your life. I am so ready and so excited to support you in having a better relationship with food and I can't wait to see your application come through. I'm so excited you chose to be here today and chose to press play on this super important episode all about your beliefs. We can know all the things of what to do. We can have all the knowledge in the world. We can have all these big goals and dreams and desires for our relationship with food and our body. But if we have these limiting beliefs floating around our mind, 
such as I'm never going to heal my relationship with food. I am always going to feel out of control with food. I am always going to be a binge eater or I can only be loved. I can only be worthy. I can only accept my body if I am smaller, if I'm in a smaller size. If we have all these limiting beliefs floating around our mind, it's going to be a barrier to allowing you to experience food freedom. And I'm all about expediting your journey to food freedom. I want this so badly for you. So what I'm actually doing today for you is I am going to be sharing completely for free a little mini sneak peek. This is one lesson inside of my Ditch Decade Diets Academy program, which is all about your beliefs and your behavior. So I am going to just let you listen to this lesson and let you really soak this information in so that you can start wiping away these negative limiting beliefs that most likely are holding you back from experiencing food freedom. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. All right, guys. So in a previous training, you learned how certain events in our lives can impact our thoughts, our feelings, and our behaviors. And in this training, we're going to learn how important our beliefs are and how they truly also do impact our thoughts our feelings, and ultimately our behaviors. So where do our beliefs come from? Our beliefs can come from generational patterns, our family, the grandparents that we have, our culture, what community we're in, what environment we grew up in, or what environment and community we are now surrounded by. It can also come from certain traumatic events. So our brain will look and create evidence to make this belief even more true. So I wanted to do a Tony Robbins inspired test. One of my previous mentors, her name is Jessie, and she walked me through this test and I thought it was super powerful and I want to walk you through it as well. So what I want you to do, I just want you to take about 30 seconds here and I want you to just look around the room that you're in right now and I want you to look for everything that you see that is the color brown. So just take about 30 seconds here, look around the room that you're in and try to find everything that is the color brown. Just look around you. Where do you notice the color brown? Five more seconds here. Look around. Okay, awesome. So now what I'm going to get you to do, you're just going to close your eyes. Just close your eyes right now. Make sure your eyes are closed. And I want you to think of everything that you saw that was the color red. (laughs) Think of everything that you saw that was the color red. How many of you saw more brown than you saw red, right? You probably saw a lot more brown than you saw red. So now I want you to look around the room 
I want you to look around your room and I want you to look at everything that you see that is the color red. Just take about five seconds here, 10 seconds here. Just notice in the room, what do you notice that is the color red? What is the color red? So how many of you noticed a lot more red this time? Yeah, you probably notice a lot more red this time. And what this, what this goes to show us is that we notice more red when we are looking for red because it's simply in our mind. Now, this is proof. You will find whatever you are looking for, even if it's not there, right? So let's say, for example, you were looking around for the color red and you saw something that was maybe dark pink and you're like, yep, that's red. I'm, I'm trying to search for red, right? This, this dark pink will do. Or maybe when you were searching for the color brown, maybe you saw either like a tan or a light gray slash yellowish, yellowish color and you're like, yep, you know what? I'm supposed to be looking for brown and that's close to brown, so I'm just gonna say it's brown, right? Our brains will create and look for evidence to make that belief even more true. We notice more when we place our focus on certain areas because it's simply in our mind. If you were to take a long drive, let's say to a cottage or you know somewhere that's a little bit further away and you say, okay, on this drive, I am gonna focus on looking at all of the purple cars out there. It's like, you're probably gonna find more purple cars than you've ever noticed before because you are focusing on it. Or if you're trying to search for a certain restaurant, you're gonna focus more on finding those restaurants and more of those certain restaurants are gonna start popping up because it is in your mind and you are placing your focus and your attention on it. Now, if you think that you are somebody who's not smart, if that is your belief that I am not smart, do you think that you're gonna find things about yourself that show and prove that you are not smart? Absolutely. You have this very strong belief. If you think somebody is a liar, do you think that you will find all of the lies that they tell? Yeah, because you're searching for it. You believe that to be true. Our brain, remember, our brain is always trying to keep us safe. And it does this by looking around for what is wrong. And this is what keeps so many of us stuck. When you are so certain about a belief such as there is only red, you limit the possibilities because there is also brown too right? Or if you are just so certain that there's only brown, you also limit the possibilities because, hey, there is red too. And you guys notice that when you're focusing all of your attention on brown, you found brown. But then all of a sudden, when I asked you to look for red, it's like, I didn't notice any red. I was looking for brown until we started placing our focus on red because there's also red too. When you are so certain about a belief such as my body is not, a, is not good enough, it's not fit enough, 
You limit the possibilities because there is more to your body. When you are so certain about a belief such as, I am anxious, you limit the possibilities because you are also loving and caring. So what we really need to do is recognize how impactful our beliefs are. What we believe to be true impacts our thoughts, impacts our feelings, impacts our behaviors, and ultimately impacts our results. So the event has to usually plays a major role, right? Something happens to you or you are influenced by people or environments around you, and then you develop this deep ingrained belief. So for example, maybe you grew up and watch your older sibling or maybe your mom look at herself in the mirror and she would use negative words to describe her weight, to describe her body. And now potentially because this certain event happened to you, you potentially developed a belief in which you have to call yourself these words and be hard on yourself as well because you've seen that when you were growing up. So by reflecting on certain events, certain people and situations in our lives, we can start to identify where all of these beliefs come from. So in order to really shift our belief system, we need to implement a strategy of reverse engineering. So what I mean by that is we need to start with what is the result? What do you want for yourself? What is your desired outcome? And once you have a clear vision of what it is you want, what is the end result? We can ask ourselves, okay, if this is the end result that I have, what behavior do I need to engage in in order to achieve that result? What behaviors do I need to engage in in order to get X outcome? Now, once you know the behaviors that you need to start implementing, you can ask yourself, okay, what feeling, what feeling would lead me to engage in that behavior? If I need to start doing X, Y, and Z behavior, how do I need to feel in order to engage in that behavior? Now, if we know the feeling, we have to ask ourselves, okay, what thoughts do I need to think in order to feel that way? So I wanna feel this way. What thoughts should I be thinking on a daily basis if I want to feel a certain way? And once we know the thoughts that we need to think on a daily basis, we can ask ourselves, okay, what do I need to believe to think that way? What do I need to believe deep down at my core in order to think that way? 
So if we are wanting to change certain beliefs that we have about ourselves, we have to implement this reverse engineering process. Start with the result. What do you want? Then go with the behavior. What behaviors do I need to engage in? Then go to your feeling. How do I need to feel in order to behave a certain way? Then what thoughts do I need to think on a daily basis in order to feel a certain way? And then what beliefs do I need to believe in order to think a certain way? This is an incredible incredible, powerful activity. And in the worksheets in the membership program, you will be able to walk through this exact protocol using a few self-limiting beliefs that you really want to change so that you can start believing things that are, are positive and that will take you ultimately to your end result. All right. Hello, you guys. Welcome to this training, part number two. So of course, we just learned how powerful our beliefs truly are and how our beliefs have the power to change the thoughts that we think on a day-to-day basis, how our thoughts have the power to change our feelings, our emotions, the sensations that we feel on a day-to-day basis, and how those impact our behaviors and how our behaviors impact our results. And what I want to do is I'm going to actually share my screen. I walked through this step-by-step process with one of my clients in the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. And I wanted to kind of share with you a real life example, what her beliefs were, what her thoughts were, what her feelings, actions, results were, and how I helped her to reverse engineer this process to help her to rewire the brain and shift these limiting beliefs to support her in achieving the outcome, the desired outcome that she's looking for. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and let's work through this. All right. So this particular client had this belief of, I am a failure I'm failing. She has tried so many things in her past to, you know, whether that was diets, whether that's wanting to lose weight, whether that's wanting to feel more in control of food. She's tried so many things in her past and she was not successful. And there was so much proof, right? There was so much evidence for why this belief of I am a failure, I'm failing feels so real for her. Because again, you know, you look at your past, right? You look at your track record and say, like, I've tried so many things, nothing's worked. I must be the problem. I am the failure. So her deep rooted uh, belief was I'm a failure. I'm failing. Now, because she had this belief of I'm a failure, I'm failing the thoughts that came to her mind. Remember our beliefs, every belief is related to a thought. Every belief creates a thought into our mind. And a thought is essentially just the sentences that run through our mind. So because this belief of I'm a failure, I'm failing, the thought that she was thinking on a day-to-day basis is how can you let yourself do this again? You're always going to fail and you can never stick with anything. And I'm sure many of you guys can relate to this. I remember actually feeling this way too, because I've tried so many things as well. And I kept on telling myself, like, 
you are a failure. Like you can never be consistent. You're never going to be able to stick with anything. Right. So after we have these thoughts repeated in our mind over and over and over again, due to this limiting belief of I am a failure, these thoughts, you're going to fail. You can never stick with anything. The thought Remember, these are repeated every day. It creates a sensation in the body. It creates a feeling. It creates an emotion. And the feelings that this particular client was experiencing, of course, was disappointment, frustration, and anger. Who would not be disappointed and frustrated and feel angry when you literally tried it all? You feel like a failure and you feel, and you're telling yourself, you're thinking to yourself, you can never stick with anything. Of course, that is going to stir up these emotions. Of course, you're going to feel that way. Okay. Now, because she felt this way, because she felt disappointed, frustrated, and angry, her behaviors were, well, what's the freaking point? right? I'm a failure. There's literally no point. I'm already disappointed in myself. I'm already frustrated in myself. I'm already angry. So my behavior is, well, let me just eat more food. Let me just binge today. Let me just continue to self-sabotage because I'm a failure because I'm always going to fail. I can never stick with anything. I'm already disappointed. So what is the freaking point? And I'm sure you probably experienced this with like the all or nothing mentality, right? Maybe you've told yourself like, okay, you're going to, you know, you're going to eat clean all day, right? And maybe a coworker brought something into work. Maybe it was like a donut and you're like, that looks so good. And you gave in, you're like, it's just going to be like, you know, one small donut, whatever. But that because you quote unquote messed up already in your mind, it's like, well, I'm just going to continue to go home and binge because I already messed up. What's the freaking point? I'm just going to start tomorrow. I already messed up. Let me continue to binge. Let me continue to eat more of my off-limit food. This is a great opportunity for me to eat those off-limit foods because tomorrow I got to get back on track. So if I already messed up today, I might as well like really mess up and completely blow it because I already messed up. Even if it's just the smallest amount, even if you have like a bite of something or like a cookie, it's like in your mind, you're like, screw it, F it, I already messed up right? And this is exactly what happens here, right? Let me just continue to self-sabotage. Let me just continue to, you know, I don't care if I'm stressed or overwhelmed. I'm just going to soothe myself through food because this is who I am. I am a failure. This is what happens, right? You guys, this is so important because I see this all the time. We can be doing, you can be doing really well with your diet, okay? Diet, okay? really would really go with your food plan, you know, eating according to plan, whatever. And you're feeling good, right? You're proud of yourself. You haven't binge. You're feeling in control. You're listening to your hunger and fullness. Maybe, maybe this is a day. Maybe this is two days. Maybe it's for a few hours, whatever the case is, whatever the case may be. But what ends up happening again, because you have this deep rooted belief of I'm a failure, your brain is like, I am not somebody who is successful. I am not somebody 
who listens to my hunger and fullness cues, I am a binge eater. I'm a self-sabotager. I am a failure. So even if you're doing well for like a day or two, your brain is like, this isn't who I am. Boom. I'm going to, I'm literally going to go mess up because this is who I am. And we identify ourselves with these labels. We have these deep rooted beliefs that are just so, so, so strong that it doesn't matter how well we do. We purposely mess up. Like that's just, we, we, it's like, we purposely do it because it's like, this is not who I am. I am not a successful person. I am not somebody who can have a binge free life. So we self-sabotage. Okay. So now that you know, we have this belief, we have these thoughts, these feelings, we behaved in a way where we're self-sabotaging. The result, of course, the result is gaining weight, not feeling well, your stomach's hurting, you're bloated, you can barely sleep because you're just so full, your, your sleep is thrown off. I know this happened, this happened to me a lot in my past when I would binge at night I would like be sweating in the middle of the night. I'd be like tossing and turning. I'd be wide awake because I had so much sugar right before I went to bed. So maybe you can relate to this as well too. You feel worse about yourself, of course, right? You purposely like just self-sabotage. You binged again, maybe after promising yourself that you were never going to binge again, right? We always have like these promises, like this is the last time, just one more time. I promise this will be the last time. And then you binge again. So you feel the guilt, you feel the shame. This is the exact process that my client was experiencing. These were her beliefs, the thoughts, the feelings, the behaviors, and the results. Now, what ends up happening so often is so many people just focus on the behaviors. What do I do to stop eating so much? What do I do to stop my binge eating? How do I break free from self-sabotage? But if you're just focusing on a behavior-based level, it's not going to be successful because there's so many more moving pieces. There's so many more important aspects to this process than just focusing on your behaviors. For example, if you find yourself engaging in these behaviors as well too, just eating more food, maybe you're overeating, maybe you're emotionally eating, you're binge eating, you know you're self-sabotaging, you know that you're you know, you're eating because you're stressed, you're bored, you're overwhelmed. And if you just try to fix the behavior, okay, I'm not going to binge. I am not going to turn to food when I'm emotional or when I'm stressed. I am not going to eat as much food. I'm sure you've probably tried that before. Maybe you've tried to keep trigger foods out of the house. Maybe you said don't eat past 7 p.m. because maybe you are somebody who struggles with nighttime eating. Maybe you said, I'm just going to brush my teeth. I'm just going to go to bed early. And you just try to fix your behavior. You know that it might work for a short period of time. But because you haven't changed your belief that impacts your thoughts and your feelings, the behavior will not shift. The behavior will not shift, you guys. It might shift. You might have a day where you don't binge or a week where you don't binge, but because you haven't gotten to the root of it and shifted the belief, you're going to keep on self-sabotaging, okay? And this is exactly what I teach, of course, in full depth inside of the program. All right, so after this, okay, after we figured out 
why she kept on self-sabotaging, we reverse engineered the process. So we said, I said to her, okay, what do you want? Like, what is the result that you want? We know the result that you currently have right now, but what is the result that you do want? Remember, we have to reverse engineer this process. So her result, she said, she wanted to be successful with her commitments that she's made to herself. And she wants to feel in control. She wants to gain control back, right? She wants to have a food freedom life, which I'm sure all of you guys who are here wants to experience that as well too. Okay, so we have the result. Now, if you want that result where you're in control with food and you're following through with your commitments, what is the action? What is the behavior that you need to do in order to, to experience that result. Well, you got to think more positive, right? Because right now your thoughts are, you're always going to fail. You can never stick with anything. That is really at a low vibrational state. That's in a negative headspace. We can't change through hating our way there. So of course she said, I got to think more positively and I got to actually follow through with my commitments. Okay. Now, again, this is not enough to change your behavior. You can tell yourself, just be more positive, be more positive, just follow through, just don't binge. You can't think your way out of a binge. So we got to go the next layer deeper. Okay, well, if I, in order for me to think more positively, in order for me to start following through with my commitments and implementing tools that I'm learning, how do I have to feel? How do I have to feel so that I could engage in those behaviors? Well, I definitely don't want to feel disappointed, frustrated, and angry. Instead, I want to feel, I need to feel accomplished. I need to feel excited. I need to feel like I'm winning. I need to feel like I'm doing what's right. And I need to feel happy right? Think about that for a second. If you feel happy, excited, motivated, inspired, if you feel that way, you're going to take a completely different action, a completely different behavior. Then if you're oh, I'm so frustrated all the time, I'm so angry, I'm so mad at myself, right? It's a completely different behavior based on that feeling. Okay. And I want to remind you guys, we don't want to take action based off of how we currently feel because you might be disappointed. You might be experiencing guilt. You might be feeling like I'm a failure. You might be having those feelings, but instead you want to think about the feelings that you want to experience. Although you might not be experiencing those feelings right now, what is the feelings that you need to start feeling? so that we can get to this next level. And a lot of this, you guys, a lot of this is changing what is currently familiar to you. These beliefs, these thoughts, these feelings, these behaviors, these results, that is familiar to you. We need to start making what's familiar unfamiliar so we can take that out of our brain. And then we got to fill up our brain through the rewiring process with helpful beliefs thoughts, feelings, and results. So you got to make what is unfamiliar to you, feeling accomplished, feeling excited, believing in yourself, feeling happy on a day-to-day -day basis. We got to make that familiar. 
Okay. So now you're feeling that way. You're getting pumped up. You're like, I got this. I am happy. I'm excited. I'm feeling accomplished. Now, from feeling that way, what are the thoughts? In order for you to get to that point of feeling that way, what thoughts do you need to think on a day-to-day basis? Well, these were the ones she came up with. One day at a time. You can do this. I will get there. And these are so simple, you guys. You don't have to think, I am going to be binge free. I am going to never, ever struggle with my relationship with food. That might feel very far-fetched. But instead, one day at a time, you can do this. I'm going to get there. Really realistic, very simple. The brain doesn't freak out, right? The brain doesn't freak out. Maybe you've tried like affirmations before and you're like, I'm amazing. I love my body. I am binge free. And it feels so forced. It feels so like BS, right? It's like, this is not freaking true. You want to have thoughts that feel really um, like in alignment with you, right? It's not too far fetched, but it feels good. It's going to create the feelings of these ones, right? Feeling happy, feeling like you're winning, feeling excited. Okay. So again, her thoughts are one day at a time. You can do this. I am going to get there. Now, in order to think those thoughts, guess what? You got to go a layer deeper. You got to change the belief because the belief is everything. Okay. So her belief, instead of I am a failure, which is at a, which is so low vibe, like so low vibe, we wanted to change it to I am successful. I can be successful. I can follow through with my commitments. I can be healthy and I can have a healthy relationship with food. And I love that she said, I can. Because again, if you're like, I have a healthy relationship with food, I am binge free. Again, the brain might freak out a little bit, right? But it's like, I can, like, I can do this, right? Like, I can be successful. I can have a healthy relationship with food. Like, your brain is like, yeah, you can. And your brain does not know the difference between what is true and what is not true, right? But if you keep repeating this to yourself, you keep believing this to be true, your subconscious mind, your, your mind's going to be like, okay, fine. Okay, fine. This is your new reality. Your brain always wants to please you. It's like a little people pleaser. It wants to believe it. If you are telling yourself, I am successful, I can have a healthy relationship with food, your brain is like, Clearly, this is what you want. Clearly, this is what you want because you keep on repeating it over and over and over again. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. So, again, you guys, we cannot just change the behaviors, right? If I, if I just told my client, if I just told you, just think more positively and just, just do it. Just follow through with your commitment. Yeah, heck no, we're not going to get anywhere right? You, again, you might have that burst of motivation at the beginning of the day or the beginning of the week, but that's not enough to change the, um, to change what's actually going on in our brain. So I hope you guys found this super, super helpful. There's going to be a worksheet down below where you can actually implement this process yourself with as many limiting beliefs as you possibly can. Maybe you can, you can use this as a framework. Maybe you have very similar beliefs, maybe very similar thoughts. Maybe you're doing this with binge eating. Maybe you're doing this with body image, whatever beliefs, because the reality is, you guys, I see so often, it's not that we don't know what to do. It's not that you don't know what to do. 
you know you shouldn't be giving into the impulse. You know that binge eating is self-sabotaging. You know that obsessing over calories and thinking about food all day long is not healthy. We intellectually know that. But a lot of the times there's this disconnect between I know what to do and I'm actually going to do it. Right. And this is this is the first step. This is a huge step in the right direction by changing your beliefs. Because again, if you believe that you're a failure, you believe that you're the exception, you're broken, you're you feel crazy around food, you're never going to have a good relationship with food. It does not matter what you know, the tools don't doesn't matter right? Having the knowledge doesn't matter. It's applying the knowledge, the application of the knowledge that becomes powerful, right? Again, I'm sure you guys know a lot of things. We have a lot of knowledge at the tip of our, you know, at the tip of our fingers, we can just, you know, we, we can, we can get information anywhere, but that's not what's going to create a transformation. It's the implementation. It's the doing. It's the actually implementing the knowledge that is going to be super, super powerful. And this is the first step, changing your beliefs. Now, I also want to share with you a recording of one of my clients that I've worked with that has made massive shifts in her relationship with food in just three weeks, I wanted to interview her because she's made such great progress. And you guys, so much can happen for you when you have the proper tools, you have support, you have the strategy, you have the accountability, you have the mindset processes, you have the tools to rewire your brain. And I wanted to invite this client on, just going to share a very short clip to share with you what is possible when you implement some of the tools that I teach inside the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. Um, so let's talk about, you know, before, when you, before you came to me, I remember you saying like you were using food as like a reward. You were using food as like punishment when you were bored and walk me through that. Like, what were you exactly struggling with before coming to me? Um, I think it was like a control thing. Like I obsessed about food all the time. I was thinking about what I was eating next while I was eating. Yeah. Um, and it like, there's like a shame and a guilt in that because I would eat more if there was nobody around, mm-hmm. you know, and then I would, I'd be embarrassed by how much I ate. Um, but if I was like happy or excited, I'm like, Oh, I earned this. I'm going to eat all this. And then if I was sad or upset or angry or bored, like it didn't matter. I was using food. And then um, I found, like you said, I was using it as a reward, as a punishment, as everything. Mm -hmm. And I had that mentality that like if I had a bag of candy, let's say, I couldn't have a few, I'd have to eat the whole bag. And that, that was another thing that I found really freeing. And I spoke to you when we first started Yeah, growing up, like I had that, you have to clear your plate, that attitude growing up. And I think that's really affected me because if I was having a snack, I'd have to eat the whole snack. Even if I was uncomfortable or full, I'd have to eat the whole thing. Now I've been able to, uh, you know what, this isn't doing it for me. I can put it away or I'm. I'm satisfied. I'm good. I can put it away. I don't need to eat the whole thing. 
Yes. Oh, that's so good. So many people can relate to that. Like this, this all or nothing mentality. It's like, I had a little, I had a quote unquote, a little bit of my off limit foods. So might as well just keep on eating those off limit foods. And that can just turn into like a huge spiral. Um, and it's interesting. Cause I remember you saying yesterday, you're like, like foods I used to like binge on, like it doesn't really even like sound that good anymore. So like, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Cause I think that's, I think people need to hear that. Like food isn't going to be this magical, you know, thing all the time, like maybe at the beginning, but eventually it's just going to become food. So I'd love for you to share like what your experience was like with that. Um, I don't know where the shift went, but I found that like, if I go to the dollar store, let's say, like, I always have to grab a treat. And I think knowing that I'm allowed to have it and it's not off limits, it's no longer taboo. So I'm like, you know what? I really don't feel like that right now. You know what I mean? Just you have no idea how much that mindset changes things. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I think it's more of like an internal thing that I'm seeing myself. I'm seeing them and it's my, I'm getting my own validation. It's not other people. I wanted to ask, I know that before you came to me, you tried to do therapy. I loved for you to share your experience with therapy and how it was different from, you know, my root and rewire process in, in the program. So with therapy, like I felt like they really couldn't help me, you know, like they were, Oh, like you, you should journal or, you know, find a program that works for you, but they weren't helping me get to the root of the problem but you've helped me like retract and kind of go a different route. You know what I mean? Things that I wasn't realizing were happening just because I, I bit the bullet. So I do, I think with therapy, like, and it could have been like, I just didn't have a good therapist. I just didn't find that they helped me get to the root of what was causing the problems. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they understood the, the significance when when you're a binge eater, you restrict, 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 and then you binge. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like contrast with yeah. your thinking. And it's really difficult to find a happy medium. And I don't think somebody that doesn't understand that, I don't think that they can help you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've come from a place that you know exactly. There, there's not a video. There's not a nothing that I've seen of yours that I'm like, where, where are you coming from? <laughs> everything is so relatable. And I'm like, girl, you're calling me out here. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so important. Like, you know, not feeling alone, feeling understood and like having the proper tools to tackle like the, the binge eating specifically, because I know like, you know, there's a lot of things from childhood. There's a lot of things like we can go back, but it's like, but I'm still doing this thing with food. I still feel this sense of out of control. Like how can I just fix this right now? Like, I don't want to feel this uncomfortable urge to binge. And it's important to tackle that specifically. So, um, before we kind of wrap up here, I'd love for you to just kind of share like what, what your life is like now, obviously it's 
it's been three weeks, right? Like, you know, there's yeah. not like, you know, crazy, dramatic, like, you know, life-changing, I'm binge-free, of course not. But, you know, within three weeks, you've made such great strides with your relationship with food. And I'd love for you to share just like kind of some of those, those wins, um, some of those breakthroughs that you've experienced the past few weeks. Um, so I think I've made more progress in the last three weeks than I've made months and months doing diets. And, um, I feel that I'm free and I've, even though I've let go of control, I feel like I've gained control. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm not having to obsess about what I eat. If I want to have a cheeseburger, I have a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? I move on. And because I've had, I have that permission to eat. There's nothing off limits because I have that permission. It's no longer like I need to eat all the cookies. I need to eat all the chips. I need to eat it all because I'm not allowed to have it. So I'm going to have it all. Like one of your, one of your videos talks about that mentality that I have to eat it all because this is my last supper. Like we talked about the last supper. Yeah. Um, and that is so, so true. Like every time you mess up, you're like, well, I've already messed up. So I'm just going to eat everything and I'll start over tomorrow. It doesn't work like that. You just, okay, I've had that move on and you lose that. I have to eat everything. Yes. So I feel like I've come leaps and bounds. It's an internal change. And I feel like I've become more free. I mm-hmm. feel like I, in letting go of that, super restricted control that I've actually gained control. That's amazing. I think so many people need to hear that because, you know, you think like, okay, I'm going to, you know, loosen up the, you know, the, the rules on my diet. Holy shit. I'm going to gain a bunch of weight. I'm going to be binging even more. And for you to just like remind people like, Hey, the less that you try to control your food, the more in control you're going to be. I think that's like such like a mind shift for so, so, so many people. So thank you for sharing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when I first started, I was telling you that I have a daughter, she's 12 and I have a 10 year old son and I really want to give them good impressions and good tools growing up. I don't want them to be having to fix their relationship with food when they're older. And the diet culture, like I try really hard, but it's impossible. Like if you're not happy in your body, your kids see that, you know what I mean? And I don't want them to ever, ever, oh, well, my body's not good enough. And, you know, we do this positive start to the day and we do three things that I, I think are great about them. You're creative, you're smart, you're funny, and it's never body driven. It's always, you know, internal qualities. And then I make them point out a quality that they like that can't be about their body and it just really starts a positive day and I think that this program really incorporates into what I'm trying to achieve with my kids too oh that's so beautiful and that's such a helpful tip for like other moms out there so again thank you for sharing that that's so beautiful Brittany um Cool. So I guess the very last thing, if I know you were like super apprehensive to like, you know, do this, I'm sure there's other people who are like, just as, you know, scared or nervous or skeptical. So what, what would you say to them? What would you say to them? Brutally honest. What would you say to them? <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Because like, like I said, it was really, I was like, Ugh. at this point, I'm desperate. I'm just going to try it because I've tried everything else. And 
the first couple of days, I was like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself into? But at some point, a switch flipped. There was like a flip of the switch. And I'm really happy that I took the leap. <sighs> it just warms my heart every single time that I hear a client experience some breakthroughs within just a few weeks. And this is all possible for you as well, too. So if you are ready to improve your relationship with food, break free from dieting, and no longer feel controlled by every single binge, be sure to apply for the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. We are officially starting on March 7th, but the last day to apply is March First, this is your step-by-step -step process that will teach you how to have a better relationship with food and no longer even feel the desire or the impulse to binge. I am so excited for you to experience breakthroughs in your relationship with food as well too. So for more information and to apply for the Academy, click the link in the show notes or you can go to sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash academy to apply and schedule your call with myself to ensure it's a great fit. I am so excited for you. I cannot wait to see how your relationship with food improves as well too. So thank you so much for listening and have a beautiful rest of your day.